Welcome back to Hate the News. Welcome back. I feel like it's what been up, girl? forever, but it like hasn't been. What? I said I feel like it's been forever, but it like hasn't been. No, yeah, it's been like a week. Yeah, yeah, since we've been yeah. Exactly. I must so, have missed the sound of your voice. What does that mean? Uh, I mean, nothing, but I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Awkward moment. Awkward Continue. Moment. <laughs> as, as per usual. Um, uh, so, what's on my mind? What's on your mind? Um, Anything? Mm-hmm. You know what I saw? What? I saw Ghost in a Shell. Did you really? Mm-hmm. That was Did interesting you, you... because um, I almost never have seen like anything that you talk about, and I've seen that one. Did you see it before me, or did you see it like recently? I saw it like a year a year ago. Like when it came out? Yeah. Oh, cool. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, no, I, I kind of I hadn't seen any. I haven't been in theater in a while. And um, so it came out on Netflix, and I was just like, I'll check this out because uh, I love the original. It's a Japanese anime. Yeah. From, I think, like the late 80s. And uh, it's still kind of a benchmark. Like if you look at other Japanese anime and stuff compared mm-hmm. to that, it's, uh, it's like miles above. Like there's stuff that might be technically better now and stuff, but as far as like the artistry and the um, – and like – the uh, the tone of the storytelling and all that kind of stuff the original I'm talking about right yeah it's uh it's it's like it's super dope it's like a, it's a big reference point for me when I'm making like sci-fi okay so I've always kind of like secretly been like I want to remake this you know and then this other guy got the job who um, directed uh, Snow White and the Huntsman okay do you remember that with Kristen Dunst no Kristen Stewart. I was going to say, that's the guy that had an affair with, with Kristen Stewart. I only that's know, the guy. I, only I think, didn't he also have one with Scarlett Johansson? I'm not sure, though. <laughs> I was going to say, I only know movies based on, like, the like pop culture surrounding them, okay? So, yeah, yeah. Um... He's, like, the hot young director who just, like, gets all the leading ladies. Okay. And um, his movies usually look gorgeous. And um, it was really pretty, because, like, I don't know anything about Did you think it was movies. pretty? But I was curious about that, yeah. It was really pretty, and also, like, I, um... Uh, don't know anything, like I said, about, about Japanese film. And I knew there was a lot of, like, uh, controversy around casting. Scarlett yeah, there was. In the role. Which um, I thought was very silly. Because I'm all for, like, diverse casting and all that, but, like, it's a Japanese anime that's being remade as an American film. It's going to appeal to American audiences, and it makes sense that it would have, you know, the predominantly... Uh, uh, the predominant race featured in the lead, right? And the same way, if we had a if we had an American film that was remade into a Japanese film, why would they cast a white person? Right. I mean, I I it, do understand where people were uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it was, I, but the, but those people didn't know the material, and they didn't know. They also didn't. I don't think a lot of people really knew or really thought about like what the facts behind this are. You know, right. it's it's not racism. It's it's just like it's an adaptation. It's not like. It's not like they're trying to show you uh, Japanese culture. This is science fiction film. True. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I always feel uncomfortable like commenting on that because like I'm white as hell. Oh, I, t- I totally get it. But uh, this, oh, is, this is a safe space. But... This is where we say everything we're talking about is bullshit and we really don't know anything. So you just listen to two people I talking just, shit. Like, <laughs> I just really wanted to stare at like Scarlett Johansson's like in for like two hours. But I didn't I didn't go and look at it. I didn't go watch it in the theater. I just like stole it illegally off the Internet. So I felt better about it. Oh, I see. Yes. The plot thickens. The plot <laughs> You're a pirate. Um, <laughs> it's easier to be a pirate in Canada than it is to be in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've so. pirated so many things. So, But the way I justify it is that I have, like, literally, like, walls of DVDs and Blu-rays. So you can't tell me I don't buy shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... And, did you, um, like... How did you feel about the... Okay, first of all, I have, I have like, you know... I'm kind of like the wrong audience because I'm a filmmaker and I have like really high expectations, you know, for this particular movie. So, um, no, I was kind of disappointed. There was parts of it that were really cool. Okay. I was disappointed in the storytelling. And I was also really curious whether or not somebody who wasn't like, you know, an old school filmmaker, I guess, um, what they thought of whether or not this looked pretty or not, because some of it I thought did look really pretty. Okay. But, but it also looked very stagey to me. Like, it looked very much like I knew that was a set that was, like, you, I just never felt lost ah, in the movie. Okay. I always felt like I could tell, oh, like, everything was, like, interesting. Like, you know, her her, uh, her haircut, her clothes, all that. But it always just felt like, to me, like, actors in a, you know, in settings. Right, in a, in a film versus, yeah, like, I, getting lost in, in Exactly. In That's kind of my new litmus test when it comes to the movie. I kind of look at it like, uh, I look at it like, if I'm watching a movie and I start to check my phone. And, yeah. I, and I start to like, or even if my mind starts to wander and I'm thinking about other movies in context of this one, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, okay, this isn't working because I'm, I'm trying to justify why I like this. Whereas a great movie, a great movie that I love, and it's, this is always the case, before I know it, like the, the hour and a half has flown by and I was just so hypnotized what was going on. Right. You get lost in it. You get lost in it. I actually felt like that about Ida, like the one that you, the, the Polish film that you sent me. Yeah. When I watched that, I mean, it's a very slow movie, right? Mm-hmm. But like, There's not even a whole lot that happens. Exactly. But I'm captivated. Yeah. And even if my mind is wandering a little bit, it's wandering in context of the movie. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas some other movie, like the, the, the Ghost in the Shell, I felt like I was constantly like thinking, oh, that's... I don't know about that. But I was so in my head about it. Right. Versus just like sitting back and like really mm-hmm. enjoying it. And also it could have a lot to do with the fact that I'm just comparing it to something that I think is like infinitely better, you know? Right. And I wonder if, if watching a film, like that's the con i guess you could say of watching something having seen the original or like in mm-hmm. my case like when you read the book first because you have expectations whereas like i went into it um not knowing anything that's that's why i was curious about your opinion yeah i mean so here's well there's no right or wrong here it's all subjective no. right? so that's why i'm curious yeah well what's funny is that like i actually don't remember the story really which yeah see which yeah <laughs> your, yeah your larger point that it was a little bit forgettable um, but it's kind of like visually like stimulating and interesting. There's also there's always cool stuff happening on screen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it feels like a big commercial kind of. It, honestly, it feels like a commercial for like what you think Tokyo is. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, was what us ignorant uh, Westerners think. Yeah, yeah. Tokyo it's like, is. oh, cool. I want to go to Tokyo. And it's like, and then after the film, it's like sponsored by Japanese tourism, you know? Um, um, yeah, I know. It was kind of like. But but I watched the whole thing. I wasn't like bored or anything, you know. Right. Um. Plus, I'm a huge sci-fi junkie, so that was dope. But uh, 
But yeah, I even thought Scarlett Johansson was like miscast, and and I like her a lot, but she just felt like like she was she was trying really hard to um, mimic the original performance in the anime, mm, okay. which is very cold and kind of it's what's cool about it, you know. Right. But uh, but I don't know if that's the right move for somebody who's actually a very good like emotional actress, you know. Like I don't know if I want to see her all bland and. What this is gonna sound this is gonna sound more mean spirited than I need mm-hmm. for it to. Mm-hmm. What. What has she been good in? Oh, that's easy. Uh, Lost in Translation. Well, okay, besides that one. She's got infinite credit this. for that. <laughs> what, what has she done recently that's good? Because I uh, do recently she was. Things, but like... I know, I know. She's kind of, I feel like she's kind of been devaluing herself. Well, maybe not, because she's doing really well. Who are we to say anything, right? But, um, but, uh, but I feel like she was more of an actress when she was a bit younger. Um, she ha- she was also great in Ghost World. Yes. Um, and then the last thing I remember her being really good in, and she's not even really in it, is her. Have you seen her? Yes, I with have. With Joaquin parts, Phoenix. Parts of it, like her and he falls in love like... with this. He falls in love with this OS. Yes, like her voice yeah. is captivating. Like it's like yeah, no, she's amazing in that. It's a great performance. Yeah. Beautiful thing, but I just like I feel like she's done like a lot of like action things where she's like this, which like, i don't understand at all because i get it i guess like regular kids and stuff who watch like superhero movies are just like oh cool like she's hot and she can fight you know yeah. but but to me it's like i don't buy any of it like i'm watching like i'm watching uh you know captain america or something in scarlet widow or whatever her name is jumping around and i'm like she's cool she's pulling it off and stuff but i'm not like i'm not like this person exists somewhere in the world <laughs> you know <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah she where is it where, where's Whereas when you watch, uh, I'm trying to think of like, oh, like think of like Katniss in Hunger Games. Yeah. Right. Like, You're like, okay, no, she's exactly. You're like Katniss exists somewhere. Like that, that, like, like that archetype of a person or whatever of a female. Like I've I've met those girls. You know what I mean? Right. And also like she's like aspirational. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, like I could I could be that. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like like when you've seen her. When you've seen her in like Ghost World or Lost in Translation, and then to see her, you know, again in Ghost in the Shell, I was just like, I felt confused. It's odd. It's Hollywood trying to pl- uh, uh, plug in actors that we like. Do you know what I mean? Right. Instead of like, who's the best for this part? Because also, like, you know, they need somebody that will open that movie, which also, you know, doesn't the whole uh, in, in Japanese uh, casting argument or whatever never made sense to me because we don't have any like huge Japanese stars. How how are they going to open the movie? I don't know. A regular that's not a regular person's concern, you know. Right. That's the economics of it. Yeah, I, I guess I hadn't I hadn't thought of of that aspect of it. Like mm-hmm. I just see everything like artistically, but like. Yeah, 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 that's that's a huge a huge part of especially with something that probably is going to cost a small fortune to make. You have exactly, to have, that, that's yeah. it. It'll never get made unless like Natalie Portman or Scarlett Johansson or one of those. There's only like three or four, I think. Maybe maybe even just three. You know, right? If 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 you don't if you don't plug those people in, the movie's not getting made. Which is unfortunate because mm-hmm. there, I'm sure that there are like incredible. Exactly, there's there's better actors than, probably even yeah. But the fact that I can't name them just means that we don't put them in yeah. in roles enough for them to like. And I think maybe in the next ten years that might change. Where like, if if a Ghost in the Shell was being made, you'd actually think to yourself like, wait, there's plenty of Japanese actors out there that could do this. And you can you know name I mean? them. Yeah, we're just not there right now. There's like there's like two that I could think of, like um, Michelle Yeoh, who's not a huge star. Mm-hmm. And she, I mean, she's a huge star, but she's also getting older. 
Right. She's uh, she was in the Jackie Chan movies and stuff. She's in Crouching Tiger. Okay. She was like uh, the older the older one, and then um, the other one I can think of is the one that did Nikita on TV. Okay. Maggie Q. Do you remember her? No. She was an Asian actress. I think uh, maybe five six maybe longer a little bit longer, but it was a it was a long running show. It was shot in Toronto and stuff, and um, so she's pretty good. But none of them, well, like, nobody knows them, you know? Like, they're not stars. Right. I have, I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. You don't know them? A whole, like, a studio's not going to put them in a movie. Like, if Sarah doesn't know them. Me yeah. knowing them means nothing because I'm a film buff. Exactly. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I think that, like, especially now that you, we have stuff like, like Black Panther being made. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's still an incredibly diverse cast, people from all over the world, like various nationalities in yes. different countries. That's a great but, move. But they all happen to be black. Right. Um, I, I feel like once we that starts becoming the norm, um, where you have these like aspirational, incredible characters and you start to learn their names, even though they're not like, a, it's not a predominantly white cast. Um, you'll be able to do that more often. Exactly. Because I like five years ago, I could not have named you like any young black actors. Yeah. Or brown now, actors or like Asian actors. And now right, we know, if, we, we know a handful. And now I can't. Yeah. And they've always existed. Mm-hmm. That's like, they've always existed. Well, my, it's like my brother, getting enough screen time now. My brother was joking the other day. He was like, remember when we were young, we would, we would think about like being actors. And you know, these are weird, subcon- like very small choices you make that you don't realize when you're a kid. But, yeah. but it was like, when we wanted to be actors when we were young, and we were just like, there's no way. There's no brown actors on TV. It's just, it's just not a path. It's not possible. And so we became more in, like filmmakers, you know? Yeah. And now my brother was like, but it's funny, because if he goes, probably if I went for an audition now or lots of auditions, I'd probably be much more likely to get it just in the fact that I'm brown. Which is and like- the world switched so, so strangely, so quickly and suddenly, you know? And it's, and it's so, like... It, like, gets me emotional because, like... Yeah, I know, me too. Um, when I took my kid, who's eight, to see Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. um, which I was, like, really not going to do because... Right, because nobody's expecting that to be good. Well, and also... And then it turns out... whole, like, you know, IDF, like, Palestinian, like, thing for me. Like, that's that's difficult for me with Gal Gadot. Fair but, enough, yeah. Um, she really, really wanted to go see it. And I was like, you know what... It, there's also something to be said for like a Jewish woman mm-hmm. being the lead, and so um, all of that was dope. I thought, and the yeah. fact that it was actually apparently a really good movie. I haven't seen it yet. I saw a little piece of it the other day, and I thought, oh, this is actually kind of cool, you know. Yeah. But I, I just, I, it's just, and I, and I hate to be a hater, and like I'm not a hater because to me, art is all subjective. So if you like it, go ahead, you know. Right. But I, I just, it's so hard for me to engage because there's like real problems in the world, like and, and like real stories that I want to see. Do you know what I mean? Well, and I, I totally, I get that, and I'm kind of like that, too. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, the last thing we fucking need is another superhero. That's what I mean, and, yeah. But then I took... But this one we needed. <laughs> yeah, like, I took this little girl, and, like, within, like, when she put her armor on, mm-hmm. like, I looked at my kid, and she looks at me, and she says, I look like her. I could be her. And it was she did not moment, say that, did she? I swear to wow. God, she said that. And I was like, and then she, we came home immediately after, and mm-hmm. she has this like, like a bow and arrow set because like I'm raising the south, 
and right. he like, was immediately like practicing shooting arrows like in the front yard. That is so cool. There was this thing that like suddenly like clicked in her brain because she saw someone that was heroic and brave that looked yeah. like her. I- I'm realizing. Go on. Oh, just like I was talking to a friend yesterday who um, is, is an older uh, woman coworker, and she um, raised three black boys in D.C. And mm-hmm. she was talking to me about Black Panther and we're talking about that same exact thing. We're like, it's so important for kids to just like, like, I don't care if we make a million like Wonder Woman's and Black Panthers or whatever, if kids get to look at That's like, true, yeah. people who look like that, like heroes that look like See, that. See, I, I come important. from, a, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I come from a time before that was a thing. So, right. so I, I, I'm one of those people that like adapted to the fact that that doesn't exist. You know, right. and so, and because of that, I feel like I'm stronger, more resilient to like racism and all that kind of stuff. But I think, um, I'm only lately starting to realize how important it is to grow up with like seeing yourself, uh, in a movie or in pop they culture. Reflected. Yeah. Reflected yeah. because th- I told you the first time I saw that was this HBO show called, uh, the night of with, uh, uh, what's his name? Riz, Riz Ahmed. Yes. Yeah. He, it made him a star that show. And it's just this, like, Pakistani kid who's, uh, like, uh, convicted of a, of a murder that he may or may not have committed because he was, like, out of it, right? right. So, um, and then he goes through the justice system. And I've seen right. many shows like this and, like, you know, lawyer shows and this and that. But they've always been white people. And I, it's made me realize, just watching Night Of, that, like, it was so difficult for me to watch, like, this Pakistani kid in this show. And I'm pretty desensitized you- to TV and stuff. You know what I mean? So it made me realize that maybe I was like a level removed, like my whole life watching, watching movies and TV and that kind of stuff. And just kind of like, maybe that's why I'm a director because I have this like analytical perspective on storytelling. It was still emotional for me, but it wasn't like it was me. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you can't, because you're, you're, you were saying like, oh, like I didn't grow up with that. I didn't like, ever, no. I never felt the need for that. But like also think, think what you could have been or who you would have been. Happy. Totally. Totally. You know? Yeah. I'm just saying it's hard for me to see that because I've adapted. It doesn't mean I'm right. I'm just, you know, no, I have this no, blind I, spot, you know? Yeah, I know. Because, like, like you said, you, you are such a, uh, like, you have such a director kind of approach yeah. to, to art. Um, because I've always been outside the culture a little bit. It's always people that are a little bit outside the culture that become, like, you know, the greats. Like, even Kanye, to some degree, he was, like, he, he was black and he grew up, like, in white neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. When, you know, his mom sent him to colleges. I think that's how it goes. And, um... And then, so therefore he was able to see black culture from the outside, like how white people saw it. Right. And that, it, that gave him this amazing perspective and he, you know, went on and made this great art that like, uh, like well, a lot of other black artists can't replicate because they don't have that perspective. I think, I think Drake is similar. Yeah. So, so very like, similar. Yeah. Um, where he didn't grow up in like mainstream white, uh, black American culture, but he's half American, half Canadian, black and Jewish. Mm-hmm. And so like him or not, he does have an interesting perspective on the culture at large because he's both within it and completely excluded from it. Exactly. I don't know how he... I don't know. We haven't recorded in like a, a, a minute, so like, I don't know what we're like, yeah. going to talk about. We figured you like, bullshit through this one, and we have been, and it's been like really good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so yeah, Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I got through it, but I thought it could have been a lot better. And I really wish that Hollywood would like uh, vet directors a little more, like 
like really think about storytelling and stuff and give them some time to make movies and not just like, hey, six months from now you'll be releasing this, you know? Yeah, that seems like so much pressure to just like, and also when you have a huge budget, because it's not like like making a book where like mm-hmm. you can do it. No, you kind of just got to finish it and send it in. You can even tell with a lot of movies, I can, like as a director and as an editor, yeah, I can sense that like they're, they're, they're like first or second cuts, like they haven't been refined. Yeah. Because they don't have time. I could feel it. Like I felt it in Ghost in the Shell that it's kind of sloppily put together a little bit mm-hmm. just because they're rushing it. You know what's funny about you saying that? Because I – so last night I was reading about um, – which maybe segues into our our next thing mm-hmm. that I was like just wanted to like talk about. Um, cool. But I was looking at like vacation spots and staycation spots. Like, right. Like staying in your own town versus not. And right. I ended up falling down this rabbit hole – of looking at the opera house that was built in the rainforest in Brazil. Whoa. <laughs> and um, how, I guess, I don't even know how to pronounce his name correctly, Werner Herzog. Okay, yeah. Um, That's pretty close. Went to make a film about this, um, about the making of this opera house and kind of had spun it into like his own story. Okay. Um, but how, uh, how he, when he went to make the film, it was about how this company was trying to ship like 320 pounds, like I forget was it was a piece of furniture or something like that for this opera house across this huge raging river in the Amazon. Okay. And it was, not 320 pounds. They didn't have 20 tons. Excuse me. Wow. And um, how he wanted to replicate, like actually do it because he wanted it to be authentic. Okay. <laughs> They were like, dude, like, this doesn't work. It's going to cost a fortune, and it's going to take forever. And he's like, no, I have to do it this way. <laughs> it has to be done. Half, meanwhile, like, half of his cast is getting sick from dysentery and having to drop out of the project. Jeez. And he, like, doesn't, he doesn't care. Because what movie is this? What is this called? God, I, I'll have to link it because I don't remember. Okay, okay. I didn't go there for the film. Like, I've actually been in the mood to see a, a Herzog film, so if you tell me what that is, I want to watch it. Okay. Okay. Um, because yeah, I was just like looking up about this opera house specifically, mm-hmm. but like, it's, it's a totally different time. I would imagine in film where like before you have someone who's like, yeah, I'm, it's going to take me an extra six months to get this one particular shot and it's going to cost. A oh, time. I see. Yeah. But yeah. Cause get a legitimate film versus now, you know, when they're like CG, all that stuff, which can fix anything, you know? Yeah. And often means that a lot of directors aren't pre-planning. And they're not trying to get the best shot and stuff because they know they, they collapse to the pressure. And me, I probably would too, to some degree, if it depends yeah. on like, you know, and they're, they're getting the CG version of it, which is, you know, which should be a tool or whatever, but it shouldn't be like a crutch to fix everything. And you can like, feel you movies know, are suffering. Yeah. Movies are suffering. They're getting like, they're getting sloppy. It's like everything is coverage now. But anyway, you were talking about the, op- the uh, what was it? It's the- an opera house mm-hmm. that was built in... Uh, the 1887. Wow. Um, in like kind of the middle, it's literally in the middle of nowhere in this like small town, Brazil, in the middle of the rainforest where they were harvesting rubber. Okay. And they decided, and it's like this exquisite, incredible building. Like all of the um, the furniture, the designer, everything was like imported from like Europe. So it's it's bright pink. Like it's just. <laughs> In the middle of the rainforest. Um, That's so cool. It reminds me of something out of Apocalypse Now or something. 
don't know if you've. I, I don't know what that is. But... It's, it's a movie where a guy in, in Vietnam is traveling down the river to go find this like missing general. But as he's going down the river in this boat, he like runs into these like um, strange like artifacts of the Vietnam War, like this French these French people living on this French plantation in Vietnam, like. Um, I don't know what they're harvesting, but they're just this like French family and they're living in the middle of this war and this like giant, beautiful plantation house, but in like the jungle, <laughs> you know, so it kind of reminds that's, me of that. <laughs> yes, I have, I have not seen it, but that sounds exactly right because mm-hmm. apparently they went on to like do a bunch of shows there. And then when rubber was able to be like harvested elsewhere for cheaper, mm-hmm. the whole town kind got of abandoned. Yeah. Um, and so it was really, it was abandoned, but now I guess the local, there's a new government, it's like a socialist government, and it um, really, like, sees the value in holding, like, shows there. Right. So apparently it's like a thriving opera house again. Wow. And, uh, yeah, people are... Uh, and people vacation there. there. Ballets, everything. So you can actually, like, go, it's, go and watch a show there now in the middle of the rainforest. Wow, that is so cool. That's, that's a nice random fact. <laughs> random fact of the day. But uh, I love the idea of like this cool little getaway that's in the middle of somewhere it's not supposed to be. Yes, no, I, I mean, I love it. Because I, after I got back from Alaska, I was just like really like itching for like, I don't know, another trip. Okay. Uh, but like also um, I have to like eat on a fairly regular basis. Right. Bills. <laughs> Bills. <laughs> and I, I was like, okay, where you know, where can I go and, and maybe work from that's not super expensive. Um, not that going in the middle of Brazil is not expensive because... Right, um, but you're also <laughs> researching, so... Yeah, no, I just, I fell down, I fell down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of falling down rabbit holes, do you think that Fergie fell down one? Um, I think she probably wishes she had fallen down, like, into a hole now. <laughs> I hate making fun of people's, like, you know, public embarrassment she's already embarrassed and all that i'm not gonna be fun of her but yeah whoa <laughs> it was a little it, brutal because i was actually watched it to like kind of be like this isn't that bad everybody back off you know and then i'm like listening to it and i'm like what was she thinking she, what's really sad and like why i do feel feel for her is mm-hmm. like in her statement afterwards first of all that oh she, she did a statement i don't know yeah she felt like she needed to make a statement which bless her mm-hmm. and then the statement was like you know, I always am trying to try new things as an artist, and I can see I missed the mark, but I want you to know that, like, I'm really sorry, but I really did try my best. Like, That's fair, I guess. It's, it's, like, sad because, like, she clearly feels humiliated, and also it's sad because, like, she, had to make she tried an... her best, and that's still what we ended up with. Um, I mean, it, it is kind of like a creative misstep, right? Yeah, and those and those happen, you know? Exactly. Um, And, and they happen to the best of us. It's, yeah, totally. And and at least for us, like for the most part, they don't happen on the stage. Yeah, that's why you know trying to treat this with some kid gloves because yeah, it's like, and it's a woman but, and all that you know. But um, I think the thing that just made it bad maybe it wasn't even her performance. That was it was bad, but like it was all the players' reactions trying to oh keep a straight God. face. Yeah, like it was trying. just like you felt bad for them because they really were trying. <laughs> like Steph Curry and LeBron, like they were trying so hard to not laugh, but, <laughs> but they have cameras on their faces. And like they're yes, they're all looking down. Yeah. Like and their eyebrows are like they're you can Poor see them Fergie. Like, wow. Like, <laughs> no. Am I supposed oh, to laugh right now? That's what they were all thinking. 
how do you get your mind in the game after like listening to that i don't know although it may have given them all like a good laugh and then like you know camaraderie and all that right oh my god it's just so bad and i feel so (laughs) bad for the girl but it was horrible like totally um you know something else i wanted to talk to you about was uh have you been paying attention to uh will smith's comeback oh my gosh yes so (laughs) he's like such a dorky dad now but like (laughs) Also, like the coolest dad on Instagram. I totally agree. And what's really funny is that if you if you go back and look at Fresh Prince, right? Yeah. He was like totally a dad back then too. Like his oh, sense yeah. of humor hasn't changed. He's just gotten older. He's, he's such he's such a dad, and I love um, his uh, his YouTube and his uh, he's got an official YouTube channel with vlogs now. Ooh, see, I haven't seen his YouTube channel, but I love his Instagram videos because they're all shot like up into his nose. Yeah, they're like, just like how anybody would. Super awkward. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and but it makes it relatable. It makes it all like, okay, he's a real dude, you know? And they're still inspirational. Like, I, again, I fell down this rabbit hole after, like, looking at them of, like, watching, like, uh, he, him and his wife talk mm-hmm. about, like, their marriage and their relationship. Like, okay. And interviews and stuff. And, like, they're charming, but they're also, like, I mean, they've been married forever. Yeah. They do have, like, a lot of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it actually, like, even because I don't care if celebrities have vlogs, but what's cool about Will is that, one, he's accomplished a lot, right? Yeah. And he's actually passing on wisdom, and the stuff that he's passing on doesn't sound like bullshit. It's, yes. like, all the stuff that you're already kind of thinking, and then he just kind of, you know, nails it in and goes, like, discipline matters. This matters. Getting up in the early, early matters. Like, you know, controlling your thoughts matters, you know? And, and especially when it's coming from somebody who's had the career that he's had. Maybe, maybe the, like, he, I mean, you're talking about like top two, three, four, right? Yeah. Actors ever? Yes, consistently. Consistently, yeah. And come back, you know? And also, Cause Bright, like, the, the Netflix raised, movie did really well. He's raised really well adjusted children who have gone on to like influence culture in like mm-hmm. a really in- incredible way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard that they've also left Scientology. <laughs> Oh, no, no, it wasn't, that was Tom Cruise. No, I think that they were involved maybe in some kind of peripheral way. Mm. Like, or maybe they just hung out with a bunch of friends. With Tom Cruise. Into yeah. it. <laughs> with Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> but he, apparently he just left. Did he? That's what my brother was telling me. I haven't, I haven't read into it properly. But if he did leave, that's like shocking. Yeah, he was like the, the face of it for, yeah. for a while. And um, they really pamper him. So like it would have taken a lot for him to leave. It's, it's, I always, like, read, like, God, what was that? She was, like, a smaller actress. What was her name? Um, smaller actress? The one that talked about Scientology? Yes. She, like, was really From King of Queens? In... Yes. And yeah, yeah, Leah Remini. Out... Yes, and she, she came out and talked about it, and she talked about, like, all the other huge actors, um, mm-hmm. like the dude from Greece. I don't know what his fucking name is. Oh, God, I don't either. Uh, John Travolta. Yes, like, his whole family <laughs> is, like, in, into the church, like, and when there's, mm-hmm. like, suicide, like, it was, like, a very strange thing. And, because like, they really, apparently, they really coddle you, right? Like, the celebrities, they go in and they, like, they become their support system. Like, you know, they become their drivers. They become the people that protect them from the media, all that. So the celebrities become dependent on them. It's just very, yeah, it's very odd. I don't know if, like, we're... This like were both Will and Jada Smith involved, and in, I think they were for a little. I while. thought they were, but I th- but it seemed like it was like a celebrity thing, and uh, I don't think so involved, but but they seem like cool people, so maybe Scientology works. <laughs> it's true. I mean, maybe 
hits in the periphery. Also, I feel like they're kind of the type of people who are curious about everything. So yeah, like, they are. For a few years and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what it is? They're definitely, definitely two people that are very interested in self-improvement. Yes. And Scientology, if anything, is a self-improvement cult, right? Absolutely. Right? So it makes sense. And like Tom Cruise is very similar. It does empower you if you follow those steps. I mean, he, I, from what I understand is that the, the guy that invented it basically just took self-help principles and turned them into religion, you know? Yes, I read an article about him, um, year, like, I want to say three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was really fascinating how he, like, kind of created the religion. Um, yeah. It was also kind of created as a tax shelter, which is bizarre. Like, so many little things like that. He had IRS problems. Ooh. You know? So, no, but, but the thing is... You know, uh, when any, any, anytime people look in history and criticize religion, they always find all this bullshit, right? Yeah. So I don't know. But my point is, it does. there is enough shady stuff involved with him setting up the religion that there's, like, genuine doubt as to, like, what the hell is going on here. You know? And the fact that, like, these, there's all these people who, like, just cling to it anyway. Like, I'm sorry. I don't trust a god that's, like, still living and, like, has been created in, like, 1973 or whatever the fuck you that religion. <laughs> Like, here's the thing. I'm super Catholic, but I know 100% that if I were living in the time of Jesus, I'd be like, you know what? I don't know about this guy. I don't know about this guy. You're an honest Catholic. (laughs) That's really funny. That should be a skit. Like, we only trust religions that are, like, you know, yeah. several thousand years removed from us. Yeah, that's what's um, so weird about Scientology, I guess, that it's so recent. And, like, also the guy, like... Should be, what should be humbling about our own faith and the, about the way that we, we judge, like, in our case, like, the Pharisees and the hypocrites of, true. you know, Jesus' time or whatever. Because, like, I 100% would have been one of them. And so we, we need to treat each other with, like, a little bit of kindness. That's true. Um, Very including, true. like, the Scientologists. But we <laughs> yeah. Still, we can still question it. It all kind of shakes out in the end anyway, right? Like, so, um, yeah, I just find that whole thing just really, really uh, funny. The the way they um, baby Tom Cruise and stuff. And that, that's why he's so excited when he gets a medal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I just find, like, institutional religion funny in general. But that's just me, you know? Because I was basically kind of, like, forced to be in it as a child. And I was like, as I got older, I was like, nope. So now I have, like, an yeah, allergic you, reaction to the whole thing. You, like, ran away from it, whereas, like, my, my dad. That's right, yeah. You're cutting out. Are you there? Hello, hello, hello. Has this podcast gone the way of uh, garbage? Dude. Technical difficulties. You what? I said we had technical difficulties. We're still having them because you sound really far away. Do I really? I can't barely hear you. All right, let me call you back. There you are. Is that any better? Yeah, so much better. Okay, good. I have no idea what happened. We were having some kind of like technical uh, difficulties. I think I think it was me because I tried to toggle to another another app. Um, and Why reason- would you do that in the because, middle of our pod? <laughs> because I thought that you could hear my alarms going off. So um, <laughs> that's okay. You could, but it was it's fine. <laughs> so just so you know, like usually when we're recording, I mm-hmm. like give it hundred and ten percent and like sit in my office with the door closed. 
Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how this, one, how this one was gonna go because, like, we were like, "Oh, this is to the shit." So, like, I'm in the last thirty minutes. I yeah. have literally done an apple cider vinegar rinse on my hair, boiled six, <laughs> six hard boiled eggs. <laughs> you know, you know, we're keeping this in the podcast, right? <laughs> what? You know, we're keeping this in the podcast. <laughs> I mean, fine. Like, I, um, <laughs> I made, I made a bunch of cookies, and I switched my laundry, and I had all my alarms going off, and so. I, <laughs> I had different, I had different alarms going off for different things, and I thought that you could hear them beeping, and then my office phone rang because I wasn't in there to like decline it, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> you can know that like I'm like multitasking badly. Um, so instead, you just like hung up on me, which is cool. <laughs> well, and I kept talking about Scientology, but you weren't responding, <laughs> no. and I was like, "What happened?" Like <laughs> the Scientologist heard us. This is oh, totally. Tom Cruise totally zapped our phones. Yeah, no, for sure. If he hasn't yeah, left yet. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about, but I'm pretty sure we were wrapped up on that last conversation, that last uh, yeah, topic we, anyway. We were talking about Will Smith, and then we ended up talking, making fun of Scientology, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, exactly what you're supposed to be doing when you run an art podcast. Yeah. Um, also, we were making fun of, like, another faith and people and this and that, so we probably should have been, like, cut off. Yeah, it's God, just karma, bro. Like, maybe don't. <laughs> don't so, um, do you want to get into recommendations? Recommendations, yes. I'm gonna recommend a, a geographic location. So I want you to go first. Okay, um, I'll go first. My recommendation is a new album that came out maybe last week um, by this okay. dude, Rich Brian. Oh, yes. I think you or somebody else introduced me to him originally a couple of years ago is a, is a clip that was going around called uh, A Rapper's React to Rich Chigga. Yeah. And, um, and I'm really proud of the fact that I introduced you to him because I'm not cool at all. Right? In this individual moment, I was like super cool. But what's funny is you weren't expecting me to fall so hardcore in love with this guy. <laughs> No, you, like, followed up with him. You know, like, when MTV would be, like, they would do those, like, shows, and they'd be like, a year later. Yeah. Like, you did that with Rich I was Chigga. checking in. I was trying to find out who this kid is, what his, uh, what his creative, you know, flow yeah. is, and all that stuff. And then, um, and he's blown up since. That, that, it was a song called That Stick. It was just him, like, acting super hard. And he's just this, like, nerdy Asian kid. And he was, like, super self-aware and funny and whatever. And, um, but, but the greatest part was the track was actually, like, competitive with anything else out there as far as, like, gangster rap goes you know well you know like okay so trap music rather what the original video that i sent you like fucking stupid ass 21 savage is making fun of him and i hate the way his voice sounds okay and he was making fun of at the time rich chiga but like wu-tang was sitting there and he was like no like but i'm pretty sure 21 came around by the end of it no he did did, because 21's in songs with with him Like, He's like, what is this? And I was like, I was kind of there with him. I was like, I don't like you, 21 Savage, but I think we're on the same Right. The same he was just kind of stunned, the- and then he's like, whoa. When the guys from Wu-Tang come in, they're like, no, this, this is, is hard. <laughs> I don't get to have an opinion. If Wu-Tang says it's good, then it's good. Exactly. I was already thinking it's good, <laughs> and then, then Raekwon jumps in and goes, this is awesome. And I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't Raekwon, it was Ghostface. But um, uh. So yeah, it's just this awesome track. He's wearing a fanny pack and like this pink golf shirt. <laughs> and then now he put out uh, an album, but he changed his name to Rich Brian because he realized that Rich Chigga might be a little insensitive, which I don't think anybody really cared, to be honest. I think that was like such a, uh, like a... 
Hello. That I'm not even sure who got outraged. Well, you know what? Like, I think it's one of those things um, where... He changed his name, right? Yeah, no, it cut out for a hot minute. Okay, because I was just about to lose Uh, it. (laughs) No. If you're checking apps again... (laughs) No, I wasn't. I wasn't missing anything. I think think it's one of those things where, like, had he been bad, people would have cared. But, like... Yes, exactly. But because he's good, people are like, all right, we'll let him have it. And also... but also, he's Rich gone. Brian sorry, Rich Brian. No, yeah, just, it is hilarious. And what's funny is, I didn't think it would fly. I thought people would just be like, "Oh, this is not what we wanted." But um, the music is so good that it's the transition has completely worked. Everybody's bought it. Yeah, it stands. It stands on its own because he's mm-hmm. actually actually talented, mm-hmm. and I love that he embraces like his true identity, which is like this fanny pack wearing Chinese boy. Well, he's an Indonesian kid, but same difference. Oh, is he? I thought he was Chinese. <laughs> I thought he was Chinese. Because Chigger, right? That's why. But, um... What? Because Chigger. Yes. So you made an assumption. Maybe that's also why he changed it, right? But, um... Right. But, uh... Yeah, it's... uh, The new album is really, really good. Super creative. Has, um... Childish Gambino vibes. Okay. But but a little more, like, self-referential with humor and stuff, you know? But it's also, like... It's, like, really hard, too. And it's got some features on it. I think 21 Savage is on it. Uh, A couple other people. Um... But, uh, and he produces all the stuff himself and he like makes the, oh yeah, the, the new music video dropped today. Ooh, I haven't watched okay. it yet. It literally just came up before I called you. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely check out Rich Brian. You should be able to find him on all your streaming apps and stuff. The album is called, I think it's called Amen. Um, should have written that down, but yeah, just look up, uh, Rich Brian and you'll find some cool, like trap music. That's maybe a little more modern than the other stuff. Um, we love you, Brian. You know, actually you know what I want to do. Um, I don't know if you've been watching the Olympics. No. Okay, but um, so the main, like, the Japanese uh, male figure skater who, God, what is his name? Yuri? Mm-hmm. I think he has all of these insane older women, like, fan clubs. And he's, like, this young okay. boy. And I th- he just won uh, first place. He has a, a Toronto-based coach. Most of these, I did all this research. Most of, most of the male figure skaters um, all train in Toronto, regardless of what their uh, nationality is. Mm-hmm. And most of them have the same... Interesting, I didn't know that. Um, and anyway, he, uh, in this particular case, he has all of these older Japanese women who are, like, these hardcore fans to him and, like, meet once a week to, like, show him like these cute banners and like go to his like trainings and stuff and um anyway they just like have loved him from day one and i feel like um, as as a woman who is entering her 30s that is my calling (laughs) you're gonna be a creepy old lady that uh, likes young men yeah no just just rich brian just rich brian yeah a huge rich brian fan club because like i'm just so charmed by him uh zan loves him too your little boy. Yeah, he loves him. He's he's the one who basically told me the new album's out. He's always updating on everything he's doing. <laughs> yeah. I love that, like, you are cool enough to know, like, what the kids are into. Oh, yeah, because I think what it is is, um, I don't know if I'm cool enough, but what I do is I encourage them to, like, listen to what, like, I'm, like I don't care if they're swearing in music. I don't care if their lyrics are bad and this and that, because yeah. I assume they're just as smart as we were at that age. And, like, when our parents would tell us this is bad, we'd be like, yeah, we know. <laughs> you know I mean? that's how we like it, we like it. Like, we're not going to go out and become gangsters 
and um, okay, we're gonna live vicariously through this music, right? And then the, the nice side effect of that is that they share everything with me. They don't feel like, oh, I don't know, like if if you know, like if dad doesn't understand our culture, so therefore he's not gonna be, you know, I mean, you just hide things because you feel embarrassed, like of what you like and stuff, you know, because your dad right. liked like classy stuff, you know. <laughs> Right. But the fact that they know I listen to the same stuff, they, they share things. So therefore I get to be like, you know, in the know. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, also you have, you have like really cool kids. So people like, honestly, my recommendation is just gonna be like your style of parenting. Like I just, kids are, are super cool and um, just do what wow, you guys. Wow, <laughs> I don't even know what I do. <laughs> With sarcasm. I'm like, wow, that, that means a lot. No, um, yeah, but, um, I try really hard, so no, um, I'm glad they worked. They came out like, you know, like you put them in the oven and they come out and you're just like, okay, those aren't burnt. We're okay. <laughs> those aren't burnt. <laughs> They're literally my cookies right now because I've been multitasking. In <laughs> right, right. Um, That's the weird thing about kids. You don't get to like, you get no trial run. <laughs> no, you just you just hope that like they're that no instruction book, okay. nothing. You just got to do your best and hope they don't get burnt. <laughs> I mean, and your first kid, your first kid, Yana, like, she's actually, like, super dope and, like, does all my artwork for me. Um, yes. <laughs> so, like, you didn't have, like, first pancake syndrome with Yana. No, she's like, constantly schooling me on stuff. Not just, like, art and stuff, but, like, ethics. And what's really yeah. bizarre about that is as I get older, I find that, like, I saw with my dad, too, where, like, as he got older, I would constantly remind him of his ethics. Because, yeah. you know, you become a little bit more, like, jaded, and you also, like, want to protect your family and get things done and this and that, you know? Right, the world gets under your skin a little bit. Right, exactly. And so now she's doing that with me, and Zan does, too. He's like, yeah, but, like, you know, that's not right. And I'm like, you're right. That isn't right. I don't know why I said well, that. <laughs> no, again, it's really funny because, like, we, we've been working on our project together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's one that you actually don't know about. Cool. I don't want to know. Yeah. No, you don't. You'll know eventually. Um, but it's funny because she's exactly like me in the, in the ways that like, she'll be active yeah. on social media, but not respond to a text from like six weeks ago. No, she, and, and so, she, she does that to not just, not just you, but to everybody. No, like my I, mom is making, my I'm mom is constantly why. upset. I'm all, I'm, I'm a little annoyed and laughing a lot of times because as soon as like, she needs to text me and like, you know, something needs to happen like right now, <laughs> I gotta be there and I am, you know? <laughs> no, but it, it actually reminds me that I behave like a 17 year old girl. Um, <laughs> even though like I'm fucking 31 and I should know better. And um, what's, what's funny is that when she doesn't reply, I've realized that you're probably very similar. I'm, I'm assuming a lot of girls are really similar and probably some dudes too. It's just, uh, she's just overwhelmed. She's just like, there's too many texts and she's just going to do it later. And then she forgets, you know what I mean? Like, and I realized, and I never realized that when I was young, I didn't get that. I just realized people get really overwhelmed by just. We constantly have like the entire internet, like at our fingertips, the entire world. And like we're mm-hmm. responding to all of it. And like, there's no, our brains aren't programmed to do that well. And so like, and I, I just. I also think people, people feel like when you get a text that like there's some kind of urgency behind it, like you need to reply right now and that makes them push it away. Whereas I always try to be really clear about my text to anybody that like there is no rush. Oh yeah, no. Her first text to me in like six weeks was finals! And like a bunch of caps and then it was like, we're going to pretend that like your texts aren't six weeks old and we're going to move on, okay? And I was like, cool. Because like, I'm the same way because we all we all send that email that's like, hey, sorry I'm responding so late to this, but none of us mean it. Exactly. Like, or, or, we, or we say something like, uh, oh, this was in my junk mail. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just exactly. saw it. Anytime anybody says that, I'm like, oh, okay. Not just that, but I've used that excuse. <laughs> all right. Or, or like, like, I'm just going to use this next week. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, 
Uh, that was my recommendation. <laughs> cool. So now it's your turn. <laughs> um, my recommendation is an island off of, Can- off of Canada's uh, Newfoundland coast. <laughs> I can't speak because I'm putting lips. That's not why I'm laughing. I'm laughing because my recommendation is this, like, you know, a hip-hop album by this Indonesian kid, and yours is an island. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's like an actual. So, guys, make sure you check that out. <laughs> But, like, mine involves puffins, so, like, fuck off. <laughs> um, also, I'm applying lipstick and try. I need to pull my eggs off the stove, and I just drank a bottle of wine. And I have Whoa. a work meeting in, like, an hour. Do not drive. Um, no, I don't have to drive. <laughs> I also, um, also, um, uh, to me, these are, like, my favorite moments of podcasts when, like, something goes wrong or, like, the kettle's boiling in the background. Like, I love that stuff. It makes me feel like... Like, I, these people are real, and I'm kind of giggling because that's happened to me. I'm like, you know, look how badly they organized this moment, you know? Yeah. I don't, I'm not, as I've told you, I'm not a huge fan of when everything just goes perfectly and I'm just listening. It just feels, I know how perfectly curated all that shit is. Which, yeah, which is why, like, and I love perfectly curated, like, You do, podcasts. yeah. Yeah. Um, but when I was younger, I did too. Like, my favorite podcast actually is called Outside Podcast, and, um. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I cued that to listen to, yeah, yeah. Anybody who, like, loves, like, outdoor adventuring, rock climbing, just or, like, really interesting storytelling um, should listen cool. to it. But I might actually do that right after this. No, you definitely, like, use the ones that I... Yeah, yeah, I have those, I have those saved, yeah. Um, but it's beautifully created, and, like, it's suspenseful, and it's mm-hmm. just, like, it's perfect. And um, I like some of those, too, don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm anti-those. Um, but like, I'm just not, I'm not that kind of person. Like, I'm a mess of a person. and mm-hmm. like, so Embrace it. <laughs> right, which is what I did today because, like, this morning you were like, What are you know, we haven't talked in a while. And we went from also, like, we went from doing like a podcast every single day to doing mm-hmm. it once a week. And, like, it takes a minute for your brain to like wrap around. That. It does. You're absolutely right. That's the hardest part is that you kind of do have to take like 10, 15 minutes to just make your brain go, Okay, what, what is this again? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I take notes like throughout the week of like stuff that I want, mm-hmm. I want to talk about or whatever. But, and you'll you know, get more in the habit of doing that. You'll, you'll get more organized with that stuff for your like. You know, like a little, like, we'll do a little huddle before every podcast and we'll... we'll... Which, yeah, which mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but today... today By the way, two for one in recommendations. You just, you just recommended that and now, you, now the island. Oh, yes, yes. The island. The <laughs> island of Fogo. Fogo. And I don't actually know that's how you pronounce it because I've only read it online. Mm-hmm. But... Somebody will correct us. It's F-O-G-O and it's off the coast of Newfoundland. And I was looking for... Um, I always wanted to go to Newfoundland, yeah. Yeah, so I was looking for a place for uh, my significant other and I to just, like, do a staycation, because we do one every year. Right. And um, I was like, okay, we like to work really well together. So I was like, let's find a place where we can, like, work, but also kind of, like, get out of our Mm -hmm. natural kind of habitat. um, Because I really love going to Alaska, but I don't want to travel super far. Um, So, sorry, Opera House. Right. But I also... um, you know, want to just kind of get out of, mm-hmm. of DC. So um, I was looking at Canada because, you know, I'm obviously up in Toronto, like with mm-hmm. you uh, sometimes. And uh, I found this, like, this little island off of the coast of uh, Newfoundland. And it's like the most incredible thing because when you. Off the coast of Newfoundland. So, so you cut out oh, for a second. Off of Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Okay. Yeah. So, um, most people like they go to Banff, they go to Vancouver, they come here to Toronto or Quebec or you know whatever. And um, this tiny little island was created by a filmmaker after he did several documentaries on like 
Right, you were yeah. showing me this. Yeah, so yeah. He, he went around to these kind of smaller communities, like throughout Canada, to do a documentary for the mm -hmm. Canadian Film Institute about um, like kind of the dying art of small communities. And mm -hmm. he ended up falling in love with this island. And um, he ended up creating what's kind of, it's kind of an inn. It's kind of a social enterprise. And you'll actually see the photos of the Fogo Island Inn all over like Pinterest and Instagram because it's this beautiful modern uh, building built into mm -hmm. this like kind of old Scottish uh, Icelandic like like a rocky kind of that was like first mm -hmm. inhabited by like natives the Scottish it looks surreal yeah, to be honest all the photos you show me it's like why is this modern building sitting on top of these rocks yeah, you know the juxtaposition it is looks, just like yeah it's gorgeous yeah. and and also that it's um, uh, you, it doesn't seem real you know, like you always think of it as like someone yeah. that's like in like one of the you know it's in somewhere in uh it's somewhere made up on pinterest yeah, like pinterest land it's like a mix of like, <laughs> yeah. like danish or whatever you know um, exactly yeah you figure it's like scandinavian yeah, or something it's definitely influenced by scandinavian mm. art um mm -hmm. because, but it's just like around the corner like, you know settlers and, and stuff like that but it's mm -hmm. scottish exactly, culture yeah. but it's it's definitely 100 percent canadian and um all of the art and down to like in this particular case of the, the inn specifically like the the bed sheets the linens the hangers everything is locally made and and, and that's also so cool all the money that you spend um on like tourism there whether it's like going whale watching mm -hmm. or whatever it's all poured back into the community at large and also you when you were describing it it kind of sounded before it sounded like uh the actual place seems to be very like um how do i say this like creativity kind of is the focus yeah. you know because because you were saying that there was a museum there yes. and it's inside of the uh the place so, and, yeah because like there's there's the island and then there's the inn but they they all mm -hmm. kind of benefit one another so like from each other like yeah if you go book a stay at this inn then you will also like so they do like a traditional newfoundland boil up which is kind of like a an islander picnic but um mm -hmm. with everything like it comes from the sea or it comes from like all the food you eat is like locally grown um or right. and all like I, like I said all the artists all the people that um with the local art the films and everything is all if not canadian then, then like super right. hyper local um, so it is. It is a very like creative focused little spot, yes. like creatively focused. You can take um, workshops with like local. Well, I told you it's the first thing. Um, it, it's the first place that I've seen that somebody showed me where I'm like, oh, I'd go there. Yeah. And I, I don't like traveling. You no, know? you hate you hate traveling. Um, <laughs> exactly. You're like such a crap about it. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> it's getting worse as I get no, older. Like you're, like you're, <laughs> such an old man about travel. You're actually the old man from Up. Like, I'm going to have to tie balloons to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the like, old man from Up. You. I'm totally the old man from Up. <laughs> I need to tie balloons to your house to get you to go anywhere. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> but it's, it's this really cool little place if you want a place to, like, work, but also vacation and, like, slow down. Like, you can go whale watching, but they also have, like, artist yeah. studios where you can take, like, pottery and filmmaking workshops. And, and it's like cool if you, if you have kids, too. Like, if you were to take kids there yeah. or something because it's uh it's not the usual place kids go like, <laughs> no, it's like just south of the arctic what's cool is that like it's kind of mm -hmm. arctic circle ish 
but the mm-hmm. weather is but it's not so cold yeah the yeah. weather's always between um it never gets as cold as like interior canada because it's on the coast so it's okay. always between like i don't know what it is in celsius but basically like 25 and 80 degrees so you do get snow because you have like seals and puffins and whales and icebergs right and you don't have like obscene heat either so um if that's your jam you should definitely check it out um i like that um our recommendations are like more like lifestyle than anything yeah (laughs) you're like here's an album i like that though here's a vacation Mm-hmm. And it's cool because it comes with the album. Like on its own, I may not be interested, but or somebody else may not be interested in the album. They're more interested in the uh, in the staycation side. But when you when it's like you get your medicine and your uh, your candy. Also, that like we're super like you never know what you're gonna get with us for better or worse. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Um, so uh, I, I guess say goodbye, Sarah. All right, goodbye, my friends. Um, we will talk soon or not. Or not. You'd never know. We may never yeah, come back. This morning, I thought you were dead. And we had, we had like, our first big fight about it. Um, I, I got in trouble because you thought I was we dead. we were supposed to have a talk about the podcast yesterday. And you were like, oh. Oh, that totally slipped my mind. I didn't even realize. You were like, okay, oh, just... I'm going to go, like, I have an errand to run. It's 6 o'clock. I'll call you after. And then I didn't hear from you until this morning. And I was like, oh, he's definitely dead. Right, but what really what happened is I ran the errand, came back, opened up GarageBand, next thing you know, it's 11 p.m. No, yeah, and you, you made a totally dope song, and that's literally the only reason I heard it. At least I had that. I didn't even have that as proof. Like... No, I was like, and I've never met you. Like, like, no, I know, I know. We're co-workers, and we never fight, but like, I was legitimately no. pissed off at you. And it wasn't even a real fight. It was just like, I didn't even know you were real mad, and then I realized, oh, she is real mad. No, I, because I had to tell you. I was like, oh, no, I'm like actually legitimately angry with you and you were like oh shit sorry yeah and, and i'll be more aware of that because i mean i get it when people go out i want to be like hey are you live right because like <laughs> i'm i'm a mom like and i'm also like a woman so like i'm I everybody's get it. mom and i'm like i just want to like make sure that the people i care about are not fucking like a dead in a ditch um no it's fair it's fair so. and it was it was like to be honest it was the best fight i ever had no because it was over really quick i've had way worse fights than that well also because like you don't put up with my bullshit and you were like so just tell me when you're not mad anymore sorry yeah, and also, <laughs> I, you're right, and I'm, I'm wrong, you know? So 15 minutes later, not even, I was like, okay, I'm not mad anymore. You're like, okay, you want to do this fucking podcast then? And I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, see you next Bye. week. Bye. <laughs>